And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one to draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, we are supposed to do everything in a partnership with God. Everything. So we may read, see, and understand that we cover it all by prayer. But often... This is accompanied by actions we need to take. Jesus said, watch and pray in Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. So we are supposed to do both. Ooh. With Nehemiah, he got it right away. There needed to be prayer because everything should be bathed in prayer. And they needed to be on guard. Both. Next, as human nature would have it, there were divisions that rose from within the situation in Israel. Here's a huge key to our daily success. Unity. Within our collective and within ourselves, Jesus said, by the way, not Abraham Lincoln. Jesus said, a house divided cannot stand. Division on the inside is a powerful destroyer. Please take a look at our country. It will be spoken that our state of the union is strong. I guess that's going to happen tomorrow. I don't want you to get mad at me when I say this, but that's a lie. It's not strong. We are crumbling from within. It's not the outside forces that are dividing us. It's all from within. And we're not as one. And finally, for Nehemiah, as though he needed more conflict, the enemy of the Jews were not the only ones causing trouble. Even the non-enemies of the Jews, who claimed to have no connection with the enemies, they were sharing disturbing news with the people. Those who appear unevolved, those who appear uninvolved, can still be involved. So we need to watch and pray. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Ooh, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. Come right here. Let me make sure you got it all update. Right here on my $1.18 Chromebook because I'm mad at my Chromebook. Uh, david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. And when you call 972-445-0770, an amazing thing happens. You get to talk to Captain Chris. Not only will you feel refreshed, but you will be...
bottom line, folks, if you have something that's going on in your heart and mind, if you have a thought, a question, you have an idea, you have a comment, you have a praise report, you have a prayer request, you just want to connect with brothers and sisters, this is a great place to do it. We do it live. I don't care what your uh, denominational background is. I care that you love Jesus, period. Are you thinking, well, there's got to be a lot more than that? Well, really, not according to him. So uh, bottom line to that is you have an opportunity to show your brilliance. <laughs> That's a great way to say that. In regards to this next trivia question, which disciple responded to the risen Christ with the words, my Lord and my God? Which disciple responded to the risen Christ with the words, my Lord and my God. Here is the only hint I will give some. His reputation is not the greatest throughout history. Now I'll let you figure that out. Poor guy. I feel bad for him. Not everything we do is, you know, it's like, whoops. You know, I mean, <laughs> sometimes you get a reputation. It's just one of those weird things. Uh, okay, we do have somebody that's going to answer that question. Then we'll get to that. Um, I do want to let you know that in praying for the audience, praying for the people who are in this ministry, so God has brought them into your lives just by you, a virtue of listening to the show. He's brought them into your lives, the audience. And I ask you simply to pray for full recovery, physical, spiritual, emotional, relational, financial recovery for people as this year as we move forward and pick things back up and get involved in advancing the kingdom of God. So we have somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David Spoon. This is Paul Bolt. How are you, brother? I'm doing wonderful, Paul. How are you doing? I am just blessed beyond measure. Got to count them all today, and I couldn't get it done. That That is a wonderful, wonderful statement. Love it. Love it. That's a great way to live yeah, your life and um, a great way to exist. The other morning I was asking the Lord, and I said, Lord, I want to just thank you for everything you've done for me. And um, his response to me was, son, you ain't got time. <laughs> you know how? You know what I do is when I pray, I say, thank you for everything yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Because <laughs> I just yeah, I can't even keep up. Are you kidding? I, I yeah. feel you. All right, my friend. Yeah, which, we... which disciple responded to the risen Christ with the words, my Lord? And my God. I'm going to give the correct answer, but the societal wrong answer. Gotcha. The correct answer is Thomas, who's no longer a doubter. Correct Amundo on both points. <laughs> that is right. So poor guy. I mean, I just feel bad for him because not that he cares because he's up in heaven having a good time anyway. But I'm just saying, what he didn't do nothing. <laughs> you were right. I would have I, I said that. I want to see him. I mean, what's wrong with that? <laughs> actually, uh, Thomas went further than a lot of the disciples did. He actually declared out that Jesus is God. You know, it's that is a great point that he really understood. I, I think he just needed that finishing point, and his ministry post was fantastic. Historically, if accurate, it's wonderful. Just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, well, they might call him that, but here's the bottom line. He, he represents all of us because there's many moments where we said, I don't know. <laughs> I want to see it, <laughs> That's right? Correct. That's so much yes, like all of does. us. All right. Great job, bro. I very, very. Thank you. 
appreciate you, David, and the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace every day of your life. I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. How are we getting, brother? You too. Bye-bye. All right, Roland. You know, we're just we're just cruising along. All right, let me get into this. We're in Nehemiah. Now, this part in Nehemiah, now remember, I've started to chop through Nehemiah because I don't want you guys to, I'm not telling you this beget, this beget, this beget. When we do uh, different parts, we'll do that, but we're not going to do that right now. But look at this part. This is something that I think is exceedingly important. Uh, let me pick it up in uh, Nehemiah. This is chapter 4. We're picking it up like verse 7 ish or that in that ballpark when Sambalat and Tobala and the Arabs and Ammonites and Ashadites heard that the work was going ahead and that the gaps in the wall were being replaced they became furious remember we said celebrating progress last week's very important process to do very important to understand there's verse 8 they all made plans to come and fight against Jerusalem and to bring about confusion there but we prayed to our God and guarded the city day and night to protect ourselves. Okay? The reason I want to bring this up, very, very, very important, is one, their desire was to create confusion. Well, our God is not a God of confusion. It doesn't take a lot to figure out what the spirit is behind people that try to generate confusion. I don't care what your political situation is. People that try to generate confusion are not part of the kingdom of God in the context that their goal is just to create disaster wherever they go. That's not a fruit of, of the kids of God. But verse 9 is the 9 that catches my attention. But we prayed to our God and guarded the city day and night. And the reason that's important is because there's two things that they do. They prayed, right? That's You've got to cover it in prayer. But then they guarded the city. <laughs> see, see, you see. Now, what I think what people will do is they'll pray and then they'll do nothing, or they'll do everything and then not pray. And it's like, no, 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 no. See, this is like we can't do it this way. We got to do what Jesus said. What did Jesus say to do? Watch and pray. In other words, put together some activity and put some together some faith and work them together. Now, this statement I'm going to say is not true, but it is a good illustration. Hear what I just said? It's not true, but it's a good illustration. There's an old saying amongst preachers that says it's easier to redirect a moving rock than to get the rock to move in the first place. That's not true for God, but it is true in the context of people that won't move, don't seem to be willing to be guided very often, and the scripture is pretty clear. Well, you need to be doing something, and you need to be depending on the Lord. Now, you doing something doesn't mean you're going to do it all. That's why we use that saying, do your best, pray that it's blessed, and let Jesus take care of the rest. But in that saying, it doesn't mean sit on your blessed assurance, do nothing, and that's the way to go. It doesn't say that. That's not the idea. That's not what people are saying. So they guarded and they prayed. And we watch and we pray. Okay? Both. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background. 
a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just being honest, right? Because I'll pull from—I'm I'm Jewish. I was trained well, and I you pull from multiple directions. This was one of those things. So I kind of needed to recognize that sometimes I'm obnoxious, and I need to make up for it. And the whole point of me telling you this is— Sometimes you will do things that doesn't necessarily mean you're wrong, but because you didn't have the right spirit going on when it happened, you need to make up for it. Now, by that, I mean this. So Noel uh, found out uh, yesterday that she had to get up at 4.30 this morning because the president of, quote, unquote, the company was coming in because they were doing a remodel, and her section was one of the sections that are being remodeled. So she had to be at work at 6 in order to be there. Okay? All right. So uh, now I'm already – I'm not in the doghouse or anything. I'm just you know, feeling like I, I could have done better. So you know what I did? And I'm telling you this for a reason. I got up at 5 in the morning, and I sat with her for about a half hour while she was getting ready. Right, And I encouraged her because I knew she was really tired. And then she went to work and I went back to bed <laughs> for at least an hour and a half until the dog said, that's enough out of you. Get up. You know, that was a whole separate thing. The reason that I bring it up is not because I did something brilliant. That's exactly not the case. <laughs> in fact, the reason that I had to make it up is because I didn't do something brilliant. But it dawned on me that it is okay, or not okay, but it's probably right for you and I when we're in relationships and we do something that's a little far off, or maybe not as uh, authentically Christian as we generally need to be, that we're allowed to make up for it. And so what I was trying to do was communicate with her, I love you, I'm kind of sorry, okay, I'm sorry, all right, I'm totally sorry because I'm up at 5 a.m. that I I wasn't like nicer about the whole thing, and so – Whatever happened by getting up at 5 in the morning last night went bye-bye. And my point in making that – sharing that with you is simply sometimes we can do things that is a way to say I'm with you without doing a whole bunch. And that will just make some of the dumber things less painful or less dumb. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, We do have somebody that has somebody in their lives that their family, the husband of the wife passed away literally, uh, I guess, Saturday, which is horrible. And she has three young kids and she's on her own and financially struggling. So I just want to lift up a prayer for her. Uh, we'll get more information to you, but let's just offer a prayer and then we'll get into some of the other stuff. Father, we lift up this woman and the family to you. And you are a God of comfort and you are a God who provides. And we ask at this time that the power and the presence 
of your grace and mercy would surround this woman and her children and that you would give them hope where it feels hopeless and break the power of despair. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so that's important. You just pray for people. We don't control that, but we can ask God to change, and that's to change the things, and that's what you do. Here's your next trivia question, by the way. Was it Mary or Martha? Uh-oh. Remember we talked about Mary and Martha last week? Guess what they had, what the church service was on Sunday for me? Mary and Martha. So I said something to Noel, and then Noel said to me, well, maybe the Lord's trying to tell you something, Martha. See, this is what I go through. <laughs> like, I can't get out of this stuff, right? I make one statement, I make one comment, and then it's uh, used against me. Anyway, was it Mary or Martha who said, the teacher is here and is asking for you? The teacher is here and is asking for you. It's a 50-50. <laughs> if you start with a m, you'll be right on both counts. M. Okay, Martha or Mary? M. Okay. That was a, oh, I got this one. You ready? I hope you're ready for this one. Are you ready for this one? I got the buzzer ready. That's right. This is a classic. It's called How Enlightened Are You? So I'm going to ask all these questions, and then I'm going to get to the end and give you the answer, and then you tell me yes or no. Okay? All right. If this is this is what it is, so just bear with me. If If you can live without caffeine, if you can be cheerful, ignoring aches and pains. If you can resist complaining. If you can understand that your loved ones are too busy to give you any time. If you can take criticism and blame without resentment. If you can ignore a friend's limited education and never correct him or her. If you can resist treating a rich friend better than a poor friend, if you can face the world without lies and deceit, if you can conquer tension without medical help, if you can relax without liquor, if you can sleep without the aid of drugs, if you can honestly say that deep in your heart you have no prejudice against creed, color, religion, gender, or politics, then you have almost reached the same level of spiritual development as your dog. <laughs> what do you think? Come on. Is that great? Right? As your dog. That's right. Try and top that one, people. <laughs> you got to love this line. This, this, uh, these ones, this line right here. And where it goes, if you can understand your loved ones are too busy to give you any time. <laughs> it's like, wow. Yikes. Right? If you can conquer touch without medical health. I mean, if you can resist complaining. <laughs> you are almost as spiritual as your dog. Okay. That ought to set the record straight. <laughs> A couple hundred miles. All right. Uh, you guys, I love you guys. And you know that I have a I mean, I have a pretty good passion for you guys. I pray for you every day. I don't know all of you face by face, but I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of people listen, much more people than than we have names for. And I pray for all of them. Doesn't mean I'm not praying for you. 
Uh, and I'm going to talk to you about something that's very, 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 uh, some of you are going to very, very, very dislike it. And it's okay. It's, that's all right part of it. And remember, on this show, you're not required to agree with everything I say. You're required to to obey the Lord as the Lord has taught you and guided you through his word, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, as you stand before the Father. Uh, it won't be for salvation for most of you. You know that. It won't be whether you're getting saved or not, but it'll have to do with all the other things. You have to make those calls, and I give you know I encourage you to be aware of that and stand in that no matter what. No other person except for Jesus will be standing by you. That's kind of like the point I'm making. All right, so before I dive into it, last chance on the trivia was it Mary or Martha who said the teacher is here and is asking for you? If you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I'm going to read you this text, and then I'm going to make some comments, and they're going to be a little different than the norm. So you can just kind of get the, what is it, the dander off the back of your neck? Is it, what's that, was your dander goes? Something like that. Uh, this is verse 10 out of Nehemiah chapter 10. Then the people of Judah began to complain that the workers were becoming tired, that there was so much rubble to be moved that it could never get done by ourselves. This uh, little statement right here in the Nehemiah scenario and the rebuilding of the wall and the getting ready to rededicate the temple, this whole process right now, this whole thing, this is a very hard and laborsome process. And we already mentioned in verse 8 and verse 7, especially verse 7, we celebrate victories. We celebrate progress we make, and we acknowledge that, and we're thankful for that. And you should do that, and I think we don't do that, and that's a, a big shame on our part. But the thing that we need to be aware of, this is the same thing that we were talking about in the book of Acts last week, and that is as things go and as things move on, there become problems and issues. And inside of the people, inside, we got inside, somebody calling in on the answer, inside of the group, there became a division. And I think just have this super strong necessity specifically for the church and then for the country to be able to mention that that division is what creates bigger problems than outside attacks. So we're going to take this call. We're going to run long on this segment on purpose. You're just going to have to deal with it for today. Uh, let them answer the trivia questions, and then I'll explain what I'm talking about. So let's do this on the trivia. Ready? Here we go on trivia. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. Hi, Mary. This is Mary. How are you? <laughs> wow, it's so good to hear your voice. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Sorry. It's I've great been, to hear. I've been ill. Yeah. I've been ill with this dreadful stuff. And anyway, I know the answer to the question, so I thought no one's calling in, so I would. Absolutely, and it's so good to hear your voice. All right, here you go. You've got it right in front of you. Here's the question. Was it Mary or Martha who said the teacher is here and is asking for you? That was Martha. That was Martha! You're right! It was Martha! Yeah, she went out to see Jesus first. That's exactly and then correct. And she came back, and then she kind of whispered it in, in Mary's ear. There you go. Because so, the others didn't hear her, see? And so when Mary got up to leave, they all thought she was going to go to the 
to the uh, tomb. That's right. Because uh, she wasn't. So anyway, okay. Great, great job, Mary, and it's wonderful to hear from you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank All right. you. All right. God Bye-bye. bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Awesome to hear from Mary. We love hearing from Mary. All right, let me get back to this. Now, again, we're going to run a little long. I'll give Chris the cues as to when we go on. But I want to say this because I want to be careful. I want you to be really – I know some of you right now are like, going, what is he going to say? What is so weird? What's so bizarre? All right, so I have not been alive as long as many of you. Many of you have been along, alive a lot longer uh, than I have. So I'm only going to go with what I have seen. And what I've seen since 1999, so what's that? That's 23 years ago, right? 22 and change kind of thing, is every president, I'll say it again, every president gets up and says, the state of the union is strong. The state of the union is strong. The union of this country was strong for about 60 days after September 11th, 2001, when everybody really was collectively united for this little period of time. And then it went bonkers land again. And even in our own system, our divisions right now are almost split 50-50, or even if it's 60-40, whatever the case may be. Every time somebody gets up there and says, the state of our country is strong, our union is strong, it's like, no, it's not. We are in the middle of a split. This is not as bad as the Civil War, but we're heading there. And it's like, I get a little irritated because the division is what creates the weakness. It's like, I can't change that. I didn't write this book. Right? I'm not the one who said I mean, Jesus is the one. I mean, his house divided cannot stand. Hello? This is the whole issue why Abraham Lincoln had his speech. It's like, we can't do this if we're going to split. And right now our country, you think, well, no, our, our political system will hold it together. No, it won't. <laughs> Have you taken a look at things that are going on? The division is deeper now than it was 10 years ago. And if we and if the Lord tarries and we go another 10 years, it'll be deeper then. Unless something happens that unites us. I mean, that's just the truth. And what I'm trying to say about that is that principle is the exact same principle that operates in the church. It's the same principle that operated in the, with the children of Israel. They started to have problems. They started to get frustrated. Some people started to get irritated. And they started to go at one another, complaining about one another. And that was an issue. That's what happened in the earth. Now, it doesn't mean that every issue is wrong. I'm just saying that's a result. And that division, is it's all about how we respond to the divisions. That's true for husband and wife. That's true for, for an individual household. It's true for a street. It's true for a neighborhood. It's true for a school. It's true for a county, a city, a state. A country, it's true for the place, it's true for all of it. Remember, when they were united at the Tower of Babel, God was like, These guys are gonna pull it off. Yeah, this is gonna work. Because they're of one purpose. And the Lord was the one that disrupted that because they were doing it in self glorification and self edification. And the reason I bring that up is because it's not, it's, I know you guys are thinking, Well, this has to do with the State of Union tomorrow. Uh uh-uh. uh. I wrote this a week ago. I had no idea when the State of Union was going. <laughs> Because I don't keep track. That's my problem. But the reality is the division within. 
And let me just say this, just because I'm on the roll, the division within yourself is just as dangerous, if not more dangerous. The division between the spirit part of you and the flesh part of you. The part of you that says, yes, God, as you look up, and then as you turn your head away and you go, no, God. That part of you. And that's why the scripture commands us to be led by the spirit and not by the flesh. Because if we're led by the flesh, disaster will happen to us individually. And if we're and if you're not united in your marriage, it doesn't stand. If you're not united in your house, it won't be a household. And that's true of a church, of a family. That's true. I don't want to be I'm not trying to minimize. That's true of a baseball team. If the team is not in one place, they ain't going to win. And you think that's so silly. It's not silly. It's the problem we're having. It's why instead of praying your side wins or his side wins or everybody's wins, you want to pray God's kingdom prevails and God's will be done. But don't kid yourself. When they all get up there, every politi- every politician that's been a president that has said, oh, we are all like one. Do you feel like our country is one right now? (laughs) I'm sorry to be mean about it, and I'm not trying to be, but I think that's an issue. Is the issue we should all become Democrats? We all should become Republicans? Nope. I think the issue is really straightforward. We should all become people who pray on our hands and knees before the Lord God Almighty so we can have a country. That's what I think. Is that going to happen? I don't know. Here's what I do know. Division is a killer for you personally, for you as in relationships, in all of it. And we learn how to adapt and make changes and mature and go forward. Or history repeats itself and things that are divided just blow apart. It's going to be one or the other. It's not going to be both. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. 
That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Do you think it's been, organizational leadership has been a good thing for church leaders? Well, it, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a penetrating question. The answer is very simple. If used correctly to add value to people and serve others, it's a good thing. If used incorrectly, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, when people talk about everything rises and falls on leadership, I teach them often that it rises, but it also falls. And nothing is better than for people to have a good leader, and nothing's worse than for people to have a bad leader. And the to me, what what makes servant leadership work is this. Most leaders put themselves first before their people. And so it is a me uh, motivation as far as leading what's in it for me. Uh, I, I travel internationally with my uh, company, Equip, and, and uh, in fact, I'll, I'll leave Sunday for Guatemala. In fact, I'll be meeting next week with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala. And when I'm, when I'm with these leaders alone, David, alone, I mean, no, no handlers, no media, nothing, but just alone, the question I ask them, which is, I think, the true servant leadership question is, Will the people be at, better off after you've served your term as a leader than they were before you got there? Wow. And, and I think that's – and when the answer is yes, you have been a good leader, it has been a good thing. Organizational leadership, good thing. When the answer is no, bad leader, bad thing. Amazing grace. How sweet Welcome back to the – David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we get ready for our next trivia question. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. I'm writing this down. Here we go. Which mighty warrior said, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? So let me just say that. This is, a, this is a scriptural reference. This is a person in the scripture. I will tell you it's in 1 Samuel. But I find it amazing that people don't more quickly respond saying this very same thing to the Lord. Which mighty warrior said, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? It's not a sarcastic line. It is a, uh, eh, maybe it's a little sarcastic. I don't know. I can't answer that to say whether that person was being sarcastic or not. It just has that, uh, uh, like, if if God's with us, why is all this happening? See, kind of thing going on. See what I'm saying? Uh, nothing wrong with that. This is the going to be in the uh, Samuel chapter 1. we got somebody calling in to answer this. This is a tough question, right? Tough. All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, uh, David, it's Samson. Hey, Samson. How you doing, bro? I'm doing well. Good. Thank you. Got you. Got you. Make sure the radio's turned down. I got you covered oh. in prayer, so I want to make sure you're doing okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Now, this hey, is a this is a classic. Yeah, please keep praying uh, with your audience for our, our friend and missionary friend in Ukraine. And what pastor, one of our pastor friends, Dennis, 
he is in a war zone area helping wow. people to evacuate. So just pray for him. And the other friend is helping the evacuee to put in a good place to be provide a shelter. So just keep praying for them. Yep, yep. everybody's got to keep praying until the until it's resolved. I mean, you got to keep praying until it's done. So that's what we're going to keep doing. So we pray. We, we pray. We're going to pray every show in the beginning of the show. Every show, just to be praying for them, especially there's so many people that are literally missionaries out there trying to just advance the kingdom of God, and then caught up in the middle of all this. It's like it's horrible. So, yeah. so yeah. All right, my good well, friend. Which mighty warrior said, "If the Lord is with us, then why has all this happened to us?" I think I need to rent a room at a hotel so I could read a Gideon Bible. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> I just, that I, was a sarcastic I, way to answer. <laughs> I love Gideon, though. He's just like, yeah, if that's really going on, then what's this? <laughs> it's like, this, <laughs> this guy is like, if, if I was in the Old Testament, there's a couple people I'd be like, this is definitely one of the guys I'd be like. I'd be like, wait a second, I need a sign. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent job, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother, and God bless. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I love Gideon. (laughs) Like, really? (laughs) I can just see that going on. I can see the angel just like, (laughs) no, really? No, really? Oh, sure. Oh, well, then why is this happening? Okay. See, you guys, if you have a kind of a visitation and there's like this big angelic being or some major thing happens and there's fire and all this stuff, you typically you just think people would run away and go. But, you know, when sarcasm comes out, it's like the best part of human humanity. Really? Is that really? You want to take a look at this? <laughs> I don't see anybody paying my rent. Anyway, uh, let's go back to the uh, script before I lose my mind. Here we go. It's a little late for that. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 4, going on to the next section. So we just talked about division, and I don't want you to get over-focused on politics. I want you to understand division. It doesn't matter. It's the principle is it doesn't matter what it's in. Division within yourself is a problem. And part of you that loves to serve the Lord and part of you that doesn't love to serve the Lord, that's the difference between walking in the new man and the old man. But the old man was crucified. That's right, but he's not been extracted yet, so he's still hanging around, isn't he? So the bottom line is that division creates a lot of problems. Well, so you got a warfare going on from within. You've got uh, tough problems going on, right? Uh, but don't get too comfy because here's the next verse. Ready? There was so much rubble to be moved that we could not get it done by ourselves. Meanwhile, our enemies were saying, before they know what happens, we will swoop down and kill them and end their work. Not only was there division on the outside, but now you had people that were harassing them, uh, uh, division on the inside, but now you had people harassing them on the outside. So you had divisions inside, and there was a little bit of scuffling, a little bit of you know irritation, and now you've got the enemy, and the enemy is openly proclaiming, I only have one objective here, and that's to stop them from doing this work. Like, wow. Do you know that that would be the challenge for all of us, if inside there was tension, outside there's fighting, I think that's exactly what Paul said, right? There's people that want to kill them and stop the work. So what do you do? Right? Now, why, the reason I'm trying to do that is to get you to think, well, Dave, it doesn't happen like that to us. 
Okay, so you don't have a flesh spirit struggle. You're the only one. That's amazing. And you don't have an enemy who hates you so much that his desire, if God would allow it, would be just to kill you. Well, then I guess you're not a Christian because every Christian's on the hit list for Satan. Every Christian. Because every person that confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord joyfully is a stain and a pain for the enemy. So you're a part of that. When you said yes to that cool, awesome, greatest friend ever, you also said yes to the worst possible enemy your brain can come up with. And you are in the midst of that. So while you're having your internal struggles, this is Scripture, all through Scripture, talks about this internal struggle, the inner part, individually, collectively, we have these internal struggles. And then there's these external troubles from, from enemies who openly profess they have one desire, and that's to end their work. And if, you, if you're not aware of this, this is going to happen. The open desire of the enemy in culture is to end the Christian life. They believe that's how the world will be in harmony, by killing all the people that, that love God, love his word. And it's just like, no, they don't say that yet. They're trying to do that in different countries now. Our country's like the, the 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 stronghold or the last place. It's like the last place it can happen. You can't even preach in the free speech zone in England. You can't even preach about homosexuality, even though it's a free speech zone. Hey, you can't do that. It's against the law. We come back. We'll look at what the real solution to all of this is. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Today is have a bad day day. I don't I don't know. Have a bad day day. Somebody had to take the time to name a day a bad day. I, I, I don't know. I think it's also National Men's Day, so that kind of works. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Um, Play Monopoly Day is also a holiday that some people like. And then uh, World Toilet Day. Okay. I'm not even going to... Not, not, touch, not, not even close. Not even going to touch that. For those that want to know, this is the stuff I like. <laughs> this is what you get when you listen to the show. On this day in 1959, the Edsel was discontinued. That might be interesting. But this is what's fascinating. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and his friends premiered on this day in 1959. See, that... That's important. I hated that cartoon. Did you really hate Horrible. that cartoon? Okay. Horrible. I liked the cartoon. Uh, I always thought, you know, the Russians did it. Do you remember when they were going Natasha through Natasha yeah, and Boris. They were going through this whole thing with Donald Trump and that whole thing, and people kept dropping in these uh, memes with the, the – it was so <laughs> funny. I mean, it was some pretty funny stuff. Uh, and I will tell you one last thing, and we'll get into the teaching. We'll do trivia in the next segment. Uh, I will let you know that my wife and I got into a discussion l- last night. As we were watching television, as we were watching a show, while we're working on stuff together, and I don't have the answer, so I'm going to ask Wonder Julie. And if you call in for a trivia, you might be able to give us the answer. But we're watching a show, and in the show, there's all these people that are skydiving. And uh, uh, then the last guy goes, and uh, and I tried to say, well, it looks like he skydived. 
And then I was like, well, that doesn't sound right. Skydived, because that's past tense. And then skydove, and then that didn't sound right. And then skydiven, and that doesn't sound right. Uh, skydivid, that doesn't sound right. Skydiv, jump out. I mean, what is the past tense of skydived? It just seems weird. It seems like it's a weird. Do you have any idea what it is? I don't know. I never would jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> it was one of those things we looked at each other and laughed because we're like, like, I don't even know the answer to this. My English is so bad. I can't even figure out how to give me the past tense. I mean, sky dove, <laughs> but it just seems like a weird word. Eh, maybe it's me. Uh, that's what happens when uh, they, uh, you know, experiment with you. When drugs, when you're like one year old, try this on him. Try this on him. That was me. All right, let's go into Romans chapter five, verse three. Poor, poor wonder Julie's going. What happened to you? Nothing. It's the same idiotic me. Hey, I leave you alone for one day, and the wheels come <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, the wheels. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. This is one of the fastest shows I can remember in a long time. And it's a Monday fun day. So that just tells you a lot right there. Uh, The up and down of it all. I feel like a dunk. uh, What is it? A Dunkin. uh, Not a Dunkin Donut, but a Dunkin Yo-Yo. Because they go up and down. Do you ever have a yo-yo? Do you ever have a... I'd rather have the donut. <laughs> Spoken like a man after my own art. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, who spoke these words? Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. Who spoke those words? If you think you know. If you think you know, you think you know, you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. That would be the way to go about that. So um, we do have somebody that is calling in. Uh, again, the trivia question, just so we can make sure everybody's on board. Who spoke these words? Let the children come to me and do not hinder them. Here we go. We ready? Okay. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hey, Gary. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Well, I'm making it. Okay. That's better than not making it, though. So yeah. right now, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So this is a pretty straightforward and I think most people will get this right off the top. Who spoke these words? Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. That was Jesus. That is correct, sir. You are right. Which is really what's amazing about that is Jesus thought it was great, but most church officials don't like it. <laughs> they don't like little kids running through things and doing stuff. And it's like, well, that's cute, but Jesus thinks that's great. So maybe we should follow that That. Example right there. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, Gary. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. All right. God bless you. Uh, bye bye. All right. Let's go into our history. The reason that I want to do history is I, I couldn't avoid it is because of this very first thing, and it's an ode 
I think that's what you call it. An ode where you say something like really nice or something to somebody. I think it's an ode to kind of thing. Uh, uh, to my wife. Today is Floral Design Day. See? Floral Design Day. And she has now developed quite a, um, a not a scrapbook, but like a portfolio. And it, you just, it's amazing what she can do with, I mean, you just, and, and I'm telling you, she knows her, I mean, she can say, this is this, this is this, this is this. And she had no flower knowledge like this three years, four years ago. And now she's like a flower genius. But you know what that means? I can't get her flowers because whatever I get her, first of all, she's going to look at it. <laughs> you know, well, it's not very good. And then second, I can't just get candies because I eat them. So you know what that leaves me? Jewelry. And you know what she doesn't get a lot? Jewelry. Okay, there we go. So today is Floral Design Day. It is also uh, Chocolate Souffle Day. So it works for me. It's chocolate. I don't care. And National Tartar Sauce Day, which seems like tartar sauce kind of went by the wayside because it was so big with fish sticks. And then fish sticks, like, I don't know. Is it me? That's disappeared. I'm good with chocolate souffle. I know that. Okay. On this day in 1784, John Wesley chartered the first Methodist church. There's something a lot of people don't know. And then uh, 1940, on this day, the first televised collegiate basketball game took place uh, between uh, Pittsburgh and Fordham. And then, uh, is this important? No. And then the 1883, the first vaudeville theater opened in 1883 on this day. That's your history. There you go. Okay? Right? Okay. You cover everything else? Am I missing something? <laughs> okay. This <laughs> is okay. All right. Here we go. Yeah, I'll have to tell you about that Burt story. That's... <laughs> That's a classic. All right, let me pick it up. So we were talking about this, and I want to I wanna point something out to you, and I'm not trying to discourage you. Please don't get that impression. But I'm trying to get you to understand that you're in warfare more than you think. Now, by saying that, I'm not trying to glorify the enemy. I'm not I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to tell you that stuff happens on a constant basis so that you can have the armor, so that you can have the protection, so that you can have the wisdom to differentiate when it's just a you know a cloudy day or when there's lightning being shot at you. <laughs> it's really helpful to know that. So in the rest of that Nehemiah text, Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 12, it says this. So right after we talked in verse 10, verse 10 talks about the struggles that are within. It says the people began to complain, the workers became uh, tired. So the people in their own little group were starting to, to, to get frustrated with one another. A little bit of division within. And then verse 11, meanwhile, the enemies were saying, we're going to stop them and end their work. That's the division without, right? And then this is verse 12. So these are three verses in a row, 10, 11, and 12. And each one of these is like, that's not good. That's not good. Division within. Not good. Enemies trying to stop people. That's not good. And then it says this in verse 12. The Jews who lived near the enemy came and told us again and again they will come from all directions and attack us. So these are people that are not the enemy. They just live by the enemy, but the enemy is using them to direct more terror towards the people. So you have trouble within, trouble without, and the bystanders are no longer bystanders. They're vessels of the enemy. And it's like, wow. Now, one line, they will come from all directions and attack. That's what the enemy does. He attacks you from all directions. Why? 
He's not going to stop you from being saved. He's just trying to slow you down from making any progress. He doesn't want you to look like Jesus, and he doesn't want you to tell people about Jesus. And that's it. That's the big, you try to make it about the arts. He's not going to stop salvation. It's never going to happen. So done. That's done. Okay, Not going to undo the death of Jesus Christ. That's, we're done. But he wants to stop you from being like Jesus. In any and every situation, he's just he's looking for those footholds. He's looking for those open doors. Remember what Jesus said about him? The enemy is coming. He has nothing in me. Well, in us, we have a lot of open spots where the enemy has stuff in us. So verse 13, so I placed armed guards behind the lower parts of the wall expo- the, and the exposed areas, and I stationed people to stand a guard uh, by families with swords, spears, and bows. And this is the this is the wisdom of the scripture to us. We need to guard the lower parts in our life that are exposed. That's exactly what it says. There's lower territory in your and my life. What does that mean? Well, you're probably not going through quite the same level of temptation or frustration or irritations when you're sitting in the middle of the church singing the third song of worship and you're loving the presence of God, that's probably a pretty safe overall area. But when you're alone and when it's just you or the television and you and the computer or you and some friends and it's just blow off steam time and I'm not I'm telling you not to relax. I'm just saying you got to make sure to protect the lower parts that are exposed as well. Because if the enemy can find exposure in your life, if he can find an area to manipulate, if he can find an area to attack you in, if he can find somebody outside of the enemy realm or a direct enemy or even you yourself with conflict from within, if he can create some kind of opening, get something in you, create some kind of division, some kind of struggle, some kind of conflict, he will. If he can create some kind of open door to accuse you, he will. That's what he does. So as a child of the Most High God, with the Holy Spirit living inside you, redeemed by the work and the blood of Jesus Christ, selected by the Father, grace given, prayers answered, cover the weak spots. Cover the vulnerable, open, exposed areas in your life. No, you can't do it by yourself. Stop trying. Ask God to help you. Ask him to cover. It's not that you're not going to get saved. It's just that you can open yourself up to things you shouldn't. Why do that? That's only going to cause grief. Sin is pleasurable for a season. It's after that that it yields judgment, ferociousness. And some of you have some open areas. Shut it down. And I, I really mean this. I mean, it sounds so different. I'm not, I'm not trying to be legalistic. But if watching certain shows puts you in a certain you know, mood, anger or otherwise, stop watching it. Stop doing that. Right? If you're always running five minutes late, here's the dumbest thing in the world. If you're always running five minutes late, then you're always yelling at people in traffic, leave 10 minutes earlier and then yell less. 
It's just cover yourself. Keep it covered. You're forgiven. You're not. It's not like God's out there going, oh, he made a mistake. I got my mallet. Whack. It's not whack-a-mole. Okay? But keep the exposed areas and the low areas out of Satan's reach. Because if he can take advantage of you in them, he will. Let's not give him that opportunity. Let's close with a word of prayer. Father, we come before you right now. Thank you for all the things in our lives that you are doing and all the growth that you've brought into us. Help us to cover the exposed areas and the low areas with your help and your partnership. Forgive us for not being a little more diligent and help us to be more presentable to you on every day every hour basis. We pray for your help in all of it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM DJRD Broadcasting or its sponsors.